0: In fact, a whole crew are in the last week of their fast. How many uh, have been on vegetables? How many have been without sugar? How many have done some detoxing <laughs> going on there from coffee? But the reason why we're doing that is is so our spirit person would be alive, would be awake. You know, when you're dead in some of the other senses in your body, you know, your spiritual sense gets heightened. And I really believe God wants to heighten some people's spiritual sense in this place because He wants you to see what He's doing, what He's, what He's wanting to do. And just right where you are, uh, in a moment or two, we're going to lift our hands. But you know, how, how many here just say, man, I, I want to see a move of God? Yeah, come on, how many want to be a part of a move of God? I, I really believe this is a move of God, what God's doing. You know, in this place, but right throughout New Zealand and right around the world. But here's what a move of God is. A move of God is simply people moving towards God. That's deep right there. But if everybody's moving towards God at the same time, something supernatural happens. Something's released when you all go, hey, we're going to, we're not holding back. We're not dragging our heels. We're all moving in the same direction. And our direction is Jesus. And right now, I want you to lift your hands in this place because I really believe God's going to do something significant tonight in the hearts and lives of everybody here. As we make a conscious decision that we're going to push past our flesh, we're going to push past our concerns, our worries, and we're going to pursue God. You know, whether it's You're crawling to God, whether you're walking towards God or whether you're running towards God. It doesn't matter. What matters tonight is that you're moving in the direction of Jesus. Because if you move in the direction of Jesus, if you draw close to Him, He will draw close to you. He'll meet you right where you're at and He'll lift you higher and it will take you further than you could ever imagine. Come on, with hands lifted right across this place for 30 seconds or so. Can we lift our voices, and can we declare that, God, we're chasing after you. We're pursuing you. We want you. We desire you. Lord, our hearts are hungry tonight. Lord, we're going after all the stuff that only you have. Lord, we're hungry for your presence. Lord, we want more of your spirit in our lives. We're hungry for a touch from you. God, we pray that you move. Lord, in this place, Lord, from now to the end of the year, Lord, let there be a revival in the hearts and lives of your people, we pray. Jesus, thank you, God. Close your eyes right where you are. Holy Spirit, come right now. Fill every heart. Fill every life. Fill us with your power. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. there's the anointing right now. I just can feel it. Come on, you've got a hungry heart, God's going to come and fill your heart. Come on, I don't want people to be passive right now. Let's not be passive. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, if you, you just want to give God thanks, uh, thanksgiving, as we've been talking about, brings the presence of God or releases it. Come on, thankfulness. Just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the touch of heaven this place. Lord, make yourself real to every heart. Make yourself real to every life. Oh, Come on, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's a good God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, how many felt God's spirit just in that moment? Come on, you love Jesus tonight? I'll say that again. Do you love Jesus tonight? Come on, let's give him one more big clap of praise. Amen. Amen. How about high five, five people before you take your seat? Five different people. Wow. This week and next week, we're speaking about thanksgiving, thanksgiving. I really believe God's going to unlock a thanksgiving revolution. How many know thanksgiving changes atmospheres, changes environments? So imagine if we all went from this place and we're just more thankful in our workplaces, in our homes, where we've, we've taken things for granted. We started appreciating things and giving thanks. You know, how many know that would, that would change some stuff? Yeah, I really believe Christians should be the most thankful people on the face of the earth. Do I get an amen on that one? Come on. We should be the most thankful people on the face of the earth because we understand what's true. We understand where it all comes from. And we understand that we didn't get what we deserved, we didn't get death, but God's given us a gift and it's called eternal life, and that comes through salvation. Come on, how many are thankful for their salvation? Come on, let's never take for granted this great salvation that you and I have. You and I are part of the greatest thing that could, any, that could happen to any person on the face of the earth. Wow, so many good people in church tonight. Is that right? Well, if you call this church your home, by the way, if you've been coming along for a wee while, don't be a stranger in your own home. Now, we like to think of Equipage Church as, as your home. And, uh, you know, when it's home, you know, just uh, get involved in everything. And, in fact, reach out to people. Coming up, I just want to endorse what Ed said. You know, what a great opportunity we got with Scrooge to invite people to church. And, uh, in fact, coming into this Christmas season, uh, yeah, we may be winding down with work and studies. How many are finishing some exams? Uh, how many have finished some exams? Yeah, a number have already finished. Is that. We may be winding down there, but... Let's not wind down our spirituality. Uh, It's not like God's going on holiday. In fact, I really believe during holiday season, God wants to ramp some things up in our life. He wants to turn it up another notch because when it comes to being refreshed, re-energized, and getting vision for your life, that comes through your attachment to Jesus. Yeah, we can need some physical rest, but the best rest that you can have in life is when you get replenished, and yeah you, you get empowered by the Holy Spirit. And uh, you know coming into the end of the year, let's not just uh, go down, but come on, let's be full of faith. You know this season, come on, this holiday season, maybe some of your family members who've never been to church before could be in the house of God. Come on, maybe this could be the day of their salvation. Maybe this time, come on, we need some people. Oh, I, I'm getting excited by hey, Come on. Maybe this this time. You know, this, you've prayed before, but no, this is the day. You know, today is the day of salvation. And uh, I want us to be focused and uh, just, you know, uh, making sure that our attention's on, on the right things. Well, Thanksgiving, I, I really believe. You know, from these next two weekends, there's going to be an explosion of gratitude. Explosion of gratitude. I'm going to give you some verses right now that talks about Thanksgiving. We're going to run through these quick. Okay, Psalm 69. Here we go. Psalm 69. It says, I will praise the name of God with a song. That's why we sing. (laughs) Because it's a way that we praise God. How many know whenever there's a party going on, there's music? I believe church should be the biggest party on the face of the earth. And it says, I will praise God with a song. With a song. I'm not just going to let anybody else sing. You know, I'm going to sing. I'm going to open my mouth, and I'm going to declare God's good works. I'll praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. So how do we magnify God? We magnify Him with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Now, when it comes to magnifying stuff, you make it bigger. Magnifying glass makes it bigger. But when you magnify God, you're not making Him bigger than He already is. He's already big. But what you're doing in your praise and in your thanksgiving, you're elevating or you're magnifying God in your perspective. You know, so often we can see problems rather than God. You know, and often we're talking, you know, telling God about the size of our problems. We need to ta- start telling our problems the size of our God. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This shall also please the Lord better than an ox or a bull. You know, it's better. It's, you know, God likes oxes and bulls, but thanksgiving goes up another notch. Don't you find the Bible funny sometimes? It goes on, you know, it says, better than an ox or a bull, which has horns and hoofs. just in case you didn't know. You know, that's, that's what oxes have, horns and hooves. You know, and God apparently loves thanksgiving better than a sacrifice of an ox or a bull. And so we, we need to look at, it goes on, it says, the humble shall see this and be glad, and you who seek the Lord, your hearts shall live. That's good news. When you go after God, you you become more alive. Your hearts shall live if you seek God. Psalm 22 verse 3, it says, But you are wholly enthroned, listen to this, enthroned in the praises of Israel. So every time we praise God, we're giving God permission to act on our behalf. He's enthroned on our praises. You know, I love the fact that Paul and Silas understood this in the New Testament. In Acts chapter 16, they'd just been beaten, whipped, and thrown into a Philippian jail. You know, they are on chains, but the Bible declares in their chains, they started praising God. They started lifting up a song of praise. And as a result of that, an earthquake came and loosened the shackles of all the prisoners, You know, I really believe if we understand the power of praise, not only do we get free, but the people around us get free as well. But we're going to learn to praise God in every situation. We're going to learn to praise God beyond our feelings. You know, it doesn't matter what we feel like. We're going to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Come on, is anybody alive tonight? Come on, anybody's spirit, because your spirit wants to praise God. Your spirit is willing. Your flesh and your flesh and your emotions and your mind, it can get a little bit tired from time to time. But we need to engage faith. And faith, a faith perspective says, doesn't matter how I feel, doesn't matter what's going on in my life, my God is deserving of the highest praise. Come on, how about for a couple of seconds, how about we just praise God in this place? Come on, how about we lift our voice? Because he's enthroned on the praises of his people. You know, some people say, wow, that's just all hype. No, do you know what? There's a lot of hype in quieter churches. Because do you know what hype is? Hype is when you do something on the outside that's different to what's going on on the inside. There's a difference between the two, and I don't see how you can have the creator of the universe living on the inside of you, and I don't see how you can be saved and not want to lift your voice. And not want to praise God. You know, I've said this before. The word enthusiasm came about to describe the early Christians. It comes from two Greek words. The words being en, meaning in, and theos, meaning God. So enthusiasm actually means in God. In God. So if you're in God, you can't help but get a little bit excited. You can't help but get a little. That's why we sing. That's why we praise. That's why there's an exhortation that comes along. Come on, let's praise God. Because when we do that, God's enthroned there. God's enthroned. And it gives God permission to act on our behalf. And that's, you know, that's the way it works. In fact, if we want to access kingdom power, you know, Psalm 100 talks about that we're to enter his gates with. And we're to come into his courts with that. That's how we're to enter. We're to come in with thanksgiving and with praise. Now, when it comes to manners, old school manners are you say, please. And then once you receive what you've asked for, you, you say, thank you. But in the kingdom, it's a little bit different. You know, God says, hey, before you ask anything, I want you to thank me for everything. Yeah, So so many people you know, still go, please God, please God, please God, and they never get around to saying thank you. Because God says, hey, that's the wrong order. Because you're meant to enter his gates with thanksgiving, and you're meant to come into his courts with praise. And so he's saying, hey, what I want you to do is I want you to say thank you before you say please. So many of us come to God and we're only going, please, God, please, God. We're desperate, but we never come to a point of, of saying, thank you, God. Thank you. you know, and, and I believe something is released when, when we're thankful. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Bless his name. You know, I love this verse. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Rejoice! I don't feel like it. No, that's not the scripture. You know, it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in, turn to your neighbor and say, that means everything. That means everything. And in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Turn to your neighbor and so say, that's for you right there. That scripture is for you. That's the will of God. If you want to know the will of God for your life, here's the will of God for your life. You'll find it when you rejoice always, when you pr- pray in all things, and you give thanks in all things. Give thanks in everything, for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. Stop whinging, stop complaining. Stop looking over the fence at somebody else's life. Come on, it's time to give thanks, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. It says, do not quench the Spirit. Now, what you've got to understand is there's a difference between grieving the Spirit and quenching the Spirit. When you grieve the Spirit, you're doing something wrong, and the Holy Spirit will bring conviction to your heart. You know, that, that's what happens when you grieve the Holy Spirit. But when you quench the Holy Spirit, is when you don't do something right. You limit the Holy Spirit's power. And so when you don't rejoice, when you don't pray, and when you don't give thanks, you're actually limiting God's purpose in your life. I don't know about you, but I don't want to limit what God wants to do through me. Come on, I don't want to limit what God wants to do through Equipage Church. Right now, things are happening right around the world. In fact, we have translated hands high into Portuguese. So I was in Brazil, and it was so cool seeing people sing hands high in Portuguese. In fact, senses has been translated also into Portuguese. We're doing it into German and, uh, you know, a whole lot of different languages. It's like God's using the expression of this house, the thanksgiving, the praise of this house to open doors into the nations of the world. Come on, we don't want it just to stop there and go, oh, well, you know, that was uh, what we did yesterday. We need a new strategy. No, how many know this is a God strategy? Come on, if you want to enlarge your world, if you want God to take you further, then you can go in your own strength. Come on, praise, thanksgiving. It's the language of breakthrough. Somebody is leaving their, you know, sometimes we rely on somebody else. You know, it's like we come to church, you know, if, if the song's good, eh. but if we don't like the song, yeah, I'll, I'll wait this one out. Next one, next one. But how, how I many knows, it's not about the song. You know, when we come to church, it's what we come with. And you're not, you know, it's enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come to his courts with praise. And what you don't come with, you have to borrow from somebody else. At Equippers Church, we say we don't borrow. Get your own praise. Come on, if you've been a Christian, yeah, it's cool. If you're new to this place, you can borrow the praise. You can come in. You feel, but if you've been around a while, here's the deal. You've got to get your own praise. And imagine a church where everybody came with their own praise. Imagine what would be released in the Spirit. Come on, right now. Okay, we're getting there. We're going to get there. Okay, Colossians 3, verse 17, it says, and it says, and whatever, somebody say whatever. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So in whatever you do, yeah, and you're waking and then you're sleeping and you're going to work and then you're coming home and you're going to school and you're talking with friends and you're going to the movies and sitting down, having a coffee. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means do it as ambassadors of Him. Giving thanks for what He's done in your life. Giving thanks. Thanksgiving is powerful. And it's so important that we understand it is power. In fact, for us to live in the fullness of what God has for us, we've got to understand this whole thing of Thanksgiving. It's not just what we do in a moment. It's not what we just do before we eat a meal. No, Thanksgiving is not just what we do around graduations. No, Thanksgiving is meant to be an integral part of all of our lives. We, we should be the most thankful people on the face of the earth. Who's thankful they're sitting next to the person that's are sitting next to? Come on. Oh, don't express it too loud. I'm thankful we get to do church with this amazing group of people. Okay, here's the thing. Just quickly, I want to give you four things about gratitude, about thanksgiving. Number one is, is gratitude isn't invisible or silent. It's not invisible or silent. You know, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart... The mouth speaks, so whatever's in your heart will come out of your mouth. You know, if somebody's always negative, it's because they've got they've been defeated. There's an inner defeat in here. If there's a cynicism in there. It's, you know, it can be a, a result of many different things that they've held on to situations and circumstances where they've been disappointed, and because they've been disappointed, now they're cynical. About different things. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, when it comes to gratitude, you know, how many know if you received something amazing, you know, oh, thank you. It just comes automatically. You don't need to be told. It just flows out of you. You get good news. How many like receiving good news? We all like that. You know, in fact, there's gifts called um, GIFs. What do you call them? Gifts or GIFs or... Uh, 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 people call them different things. In fact, the originator, so I'm told, uh, they were meant to be called GIFs. So uh, if you corrected me there, you're wrong. Oh, it meant to be called GIFs. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Hey, we're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, they, well, what they are, are they, uh, they are what are they? They're graphic uh, interchange, uh, interchangeable formats. Oh, didn't know that, did you? <laughs> but that's what they are. But you, you put, you know, exciting news into. It. You got people, you know, popping corks. You got people jumping up and down. You got people doing a whole lot of crazy stuff because they've just heard some good news. You know, people will express their gratitude. They'll express their their thankfulness. You know, when it comes to to the gospel. You know, we just haven't received a million dollars. You know, we've received something far more than that. Now, if if you if somebody came up to you and gave you a million dollars, how many would be a little bit excited? Uh, that's the loudest some of you have been all night. You know, if somebody gave you a brand new car, the car of your dreams, how many would get a little bit, ah! What would you do? What would your reaction be? You know, if somebody said to you, hey, I'm... Um, um, I'm going to give you a job and all you have to do is um, nothing, and, but I'm going to pay you anyway. And by the way, a house comes with that. How many would think that would be amazing? That would be incredible. You know, some of you would be, uh, but how many know we've received something far greater? Yeah, far greater, the gospel, the gospel, money can't buy it. You didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. But we receive it. That's why, as believers, when you understand, you know, some of us, because uh, we don't understand what we've been given, we, it's like, mm. But when you understand what you've been saved from and what you've been saved to, you go, ah. You know, it's got, come on, let's have a party with this. You know, let's kill the fatter calf. You know, my, my lost son has, has returned home. You know, by the way, we can't do that until the end of the Daniel fast. Kill the, but, but, you know, come on, let's have a celebration. And, and that's why every time we gather together, we're celebrating the good news. Never get familiar with this environment. You know, I've been in church all my life. But, man, I love coming into the house of God, joining with other believers, lifting my voice, and giving honor and praise to Jesus. Sin-aside <laughs> <Send> time. <laughs> you know, I don't wake up on a Sunday and, and think, oh, what am I going to do today? No, no I want to prioritize God in my life <laughs> because what He's done in me. You know, I could, do, I could work another job. You know, there's an easier way to earn a living I'm not doing this because I have to do this. I'm doing this because I understand what Christ has done for me. And because he died for me, I'm going to live for him. And I'm going to express my gratitude through giving my life, give my praise, and give my all to Jesus. Come on, for how many has God healed them? Come on, God's healed you. He's made you whole. You know, the 10 lepers, they received a miracle from Jesus. And Jesus said to them, go show yourself to the priest. You know, that was to clarify, to, to, uh, to validate uh, their healing. But the Bible says there was 10 and only one came back. 10 were healed, but only one came back and got, gave Jesus thanks. It says, and, and I'm coming back, he was made whole. See, people can be healed, but they may not be whole. And thanksgiving closes the loop on a miracle. And that's why it's so important that we don't just receive a miracle and shut our mouth. That if God's done anything good in our life, that we, we get good at declaring it, sharing it with other people. Because you can be healed, you can receive your miracle, but still not be whole. And some of you, God's done amazing things, but you've, you've shut your mouth. God says, come on, I want you to open your mouth, because as you praise me, then I'll release even more into your life. Amen. Okay, second thing about gratitude is gratitude sustains joy and blessing. How, how many times do we receive a blessing, uh, but we don't learn to hold on to them? Uh, you know, they don't have a lasting effect in our life. You know, you have an off the chain, incredible moment. Oh, it's amazing. Shower conference. Yeah, God did this. My friend got saved. And then it's, oh, back to normal. You know, you know it's like, uh back to normal. Yeah, yeah, up there one moment and then back to normal. And, but, but what gratitude does is it sustains that joy and, and that blessing. You know, I need to work on this because by nature I'm a focused person. You know, focused, I'm, I'm in there. It's sometimes too focused. And, and I'm on to the next thing before I've celebrated the last thing. Come on, how many have been guilty of that? It's like you're always looking what's next, what's next. That you never take time to actually appreciate What God's done, yeah. Last week, what was it? Twenty baptisms. Come on, twenty baptisms, and so can we give God? Do you know this year in Auckland we've baptized more people than we've ever baptized before? Yeah, you know that's the highest amount of baptisms we've ever seen as a church. Come on, I reckon we should praise God for that. Like. Lives have been touched, uh, and here's the thing. You know, in, in music, you have what is a sustain pedal? Is that what you call it? Yeah, this thing here down here. It's like you can play. Oh, it's going! I didn't expect that. But but you know, you can play a note, a note, but it ends there. But if you push this, it lasts a little bit longer. See, some of you, it's like. But it's like. Yeah, God's done some miracles in your life, but it's just like. It's on to the next thing. But come on, we need to. (laughs) Come on, we need to sustain. Joy and thanksgiving releases that. Do I get an amen on that one? Amen. Hey, you got to keep it. <laughs> Come on, sustain that amen. <laughs> no, amen, 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 <laughs> amen. You know, it's like we're, we've got to be good at throwing parties. You know, just recalling stuff. In fact, in Lamentations, it says this, listen to this, I will recall to mind, therefore I have hope some of you have lost hope it's simply because you're not recalling one of the uh, one of the things uh, uh, jet lag. Uh, one of the what am i looking for roles of the holy spirit roles functions of the holy spirit is to recall is to recall and and what the holy spirit does is is he goes through your mind and he'll bring things out at, at the point you need it. you got to keep on putting things in. That's why sometimes you can have a devotion and not get much out of it and think, oh, bang, there was nothing. But, but what the Holy Spirit does is he goes, hey, uh, that was deposited then, but you need this now. And he'll go through the files of your mind and he'll pull out what you need. At the moment, and I like this because he says, I will recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Now, come on, this is big. Because when you can't recall, you can lose hope. But it goes, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. You know, His mercies are new every morning. doesn't matter what you did yesterday. His mercies are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. And it's so important that we we understand that. That's why we can thank you, God. Your mercy's new this morning. I stuffed up yesterday. I mucked up, but your mercy's new. I can boldly come into your presence. I can approach your throne of grace. And I can find what I need. God, I leave that behind. And I come towards you. And thanksgiving sustains joy and blessing. Number three is um, gratitude begins where my sense of entitlement ends. Uh, For you to be grateful, you can't be entitled. Now We live in a world of rights. Got to fight for my right, you know. I got to. You know, it's all about my rights, my rights. The kingdom's different; works different. You know, you find your inheritance by laying down your rights. You die to yourself. You you die to, to things, and in, in the dying, you actually find life. And the losing of your life, that's when you discover what life is all about. And, and gratitude cannot function when you got entitlement. I deserve this because when you deserve it, it's like, well, so they should. You know, I deserve this. You know, they, they need to do that for me. They're my parents. You know, they should pay for all my food. They should do that, you know, and it's like uh, this level of entitlement in there and we don't we don't understand cost. In fact, immaturity never understands full cost. And, and, and because we have entitlement, we don't actually release gratitude. Man, it's gone real quiet in this place. Uh, where did all that praise go that was there before? Maybe I need to get back on the keyboard. <laughs> I, 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 I just found, maybe I'm graced. Maybe that's my grace, I don't know. It's not some of you shaking your head. Um, but but it, it's like, you know, you can't be grateful for what you feel entitled to. Yeah, you know, some people, it's like, whoa, God's lucky I showed up to church today. God should be encouraged by my presence at church. It's like, you know, some people have that attitude. It's like, oh, well, you know, beg me to come to church, and look, I showed up. Oh, yeah, it's like, hang on a sec. No, what an honor and privilege that we get to, in New Zealand, get together with religious freedom and praise God. Other countries where there's persecution don't get that freedom and that opportunity. In fact, people walk miles, hundreds of miles just to get to meet with other believers. But here we get this freedom that we take for granted sometimes. And we're casual and we're late when it comes to the house of God. Yeah, and, and we forget. Oh, well, so it should. So church should be on you know i got this right to come and go as i please but you know we we've lost sight of something we we've lost sight of the honor of coming together and, and coming together being able to come together and encounter him that's an honor and and that's a privilege see see when you first got saved you know many people thought man yeah, but sometimes the longer people are Christians, it's like, oh, well, you know, we sit in church and we critique that, critique that. And, and we engage at the level of, of what we like. We engage at the level of our preference. But there's immaturity right there. See, see, maturity as a believer is you can look past preference and you can hear the Spirit of God. And as believers, you know, we're going to go, hey, it doesn't matter what the song is. You know, my God's deserving of praise. You know, I'm going to praise him with everything that I have. You know, I don't feel like jumping. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you feel like it or not. You know, sometimes, you know, people go, well, if you're not feeling it, don't do it. Well, there's a difference between faith and feeling. If you're feeling it, you don't need faith. It's when you're not feeling it, that's when you need faith. And it's impossible, listen to this, Hebrews says it, it's impossible to please God without faith. So many. You, uh, you're under The fact that you're here tonight took faith to get here. And God wants to honor that. It's not, oh, well, you know, so many people are at home tonight because it's like, oh, I, I just didn't feel like going. I'm going, what's up with that? You've lost sight of something. Other things have become more important. First day of the week, the early church gathered together. And they gathered, they made it a priority and they gave the first day of the week to praise God, to worship God. I I really believe in a lot of places we need to esteem that again. Because in our culture, everything else becomes more important sometimes than gathering together as the people of God. Come on, we need to do it with our children and our children's children. We need to place value on the house of God because it's actually, we're doing this because we are thankful for what God's done in our life. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. I don't got to do it. It's not even English. I get to do it. Now, what a privilege. Uh, David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God, get this, than dwell in the tents of the wicked. You know, I'd rather just do anything, any place I can serve in the house of God. I understand what Jesus has done in my life. I'm there. Count me in. I'm not familiar with this environment. I treasure this environment. I value it. I've got a heart that's full of thanksgiving. Come on, is anybody with me? Does anybody love the house of God? Come on, if you love the house of God, let's give them a big clap of praise. Come on. If you value the house of God. OK, last one. Number four, if we could have the musicians up, or the crew up, is uh, grateful people find a blessing, enlarge a blessing, create a blessing in almost every situation. So what do they do? They find, they enlarge, and they create. Yeah. You know, uh, grateful people, they find a blessing. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's amazing. They enlarge that blessing, and, and what do they do? They create it. You know, so many people around the world, you know, they find a burden, they enlarge a burden, and they create burdens. <laughs> yeah, you know, many people can find a burden in any blessing. They, they even in a blessing can find a burden. Oh, man. It's, it's like, you know, a revolution tour over the years. We're, we've seen thousands of people saved. Yeah, it's amazing the response to some of the good news. You know, people coming into the kingdom, making a decision, well,
1: who's going to follow all those
0: people up? Yeah, it's like you found a burden and a blessing. Yeah, yeah, we need to follow them up, but it's like you straight away went to the burden and you forgot the blessing. You know, it's like I heard of a church baptizing a lot of people and somebody complained online and was going, well, well, who's going to pay for the water bill? Water bill? It's like, how how dumb can you be? But it's amazing, you know, the lenses people see through. It's like they're almost wanting to undermine the blessing of God. They're wanting to question its legitimacy. You know, and as grateful people, they find a blessing, they enlarge a blessing, and they create a blessing. But, you know, people with a negative mindset is they're creating burdens. Oh, but, oh, but. You know, get your big butt out of the way. In Jesus' name. Come on, you know, take off that lens and, and let's just be grateful. Let's let's sit. Let's give God thanks for it. Yeah, you know, let's you know, let, let's go along with it. Yeah, you know, so many people look at God blessing somebody else and they're going, Where's mine? Oh, I know what they did to get that. Yeah, you know, oh, that's not really. You know, it's like, oh I learned to celebrate the blessing in somebody else's life. Because if you can celebrate it in somebody else's life, then God will say, hey, I can, I can give it to you as well. You know, I, I find we should put the same intensity into finding something to rejoice in as we do to complain about. You know, the level of our prayer when we're in need is, can be quite intense. And I believe our rejoicing should match or even exceed the level of our intensity in prayer when we need a breakthrough. Sometimes we pray, God, help me in this exam. God, I need you. Somebody's got diagnosed with an incurable disease, cancer. You know, crying out. But then when the miracle comes, it's going, oh, cool. Oh, than, thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you. It's not, you know, it's the same level. Sometimes it's like ah. And then it's ah. But I believe it's the same level. Um, how many know technology is a blessing? Uh, but it's a burden when it don't work. How many ever cursed their modem? <laughs> yeah, different things. It's like, oh, we just take it for granted. Access. Broadband. Oh, I remember the days of dial-up. Yeah. You know, only one person could access it at a time. And it was like, what's that noise? Yeah. You know, that noise that goes on. And it's like, take ages to buffer anything. And now, you know, we're living in a better state. We've got this thing, broadband. Any time, the moment it drops out for a second, it's like, ah. Da, da. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about there? It's, it's just like, yeah, it's a blessing. But, but now when it doesn't work, it becomes a burden. And, and, but thankfulness, man, thank you, God. I get access to this. You know, it brings clarity of mind. brings a freedom to your heart. So many people are just carrying around stuff that God doesn't want them to carry. And the answer to your release and your freedom is just being thankful. Just being thankful in everything. Come on, in everything. You may have received some bad news. But in that, you can give God thanks because knowing that God can turn it around. He can turn it around in Jesus' name. How about standing to your feet? If you're going through something, here's the deal, it could be worse. (laughs) Somebody else is going through something worse than you. Don't let the enemy isolate you. Don't let him sell you a lie. You know, what we need to do on an ongoing basis is just continually lift our voice in thanks. Come on, right across this place. Got the musicians up here, but I want you to activate your own spirit right now. Come on, I want you to break the sound barrier right now where you are. Come on, forget about the person next to you, around you. Come on, we're moving towards Jesus. We're wanting a move of God, a move of God as people moving towards Jesus. Come on, right now, right across this place. Come on, I want you to open your heart. Unexpressed gratitude is not, is not gratitude. Gratitude isn't silent, it isn't invisible. And, Come on! If God's been good to you, if God's done something good in your life, come on right now, right across this place. How about lift your voice? We praise you. We worship you. We honor you. We give you thanks, Jesus. You are.